0: what up guys welcome to the raising worth podcast raising worth is a family and an organization who advocates for healthy and connected families we believe connection takes place when we truly understand the value of one another
1: A major focus of our mission is connecting families with the heart to adopt with the right resources. So you know the drill. We're here to highlight, uncover, and talk about people, places, and things all raising worth in their community. It could feel random at times. We'll have people on the show from all walks of life. It could be from Bitcoin to adoption and anywhere in between. Thank you so much for being here because we know you could be anywhere in the world right now.
0: Well, hello. (laughs) It has been a minute and we have missed hanging out with you guys, but... As you know, it has been a crazy new season. So welcome to season two.
1: Season two, raising yeah. worth. We're back.
0: As I speak, I have Harlow. We'll see if we can hear him on the mic. I don't know if that, <laughs> that even recorded, but no, he's didn't. here, on the, Sound here with through us through. on the
1: podcast. So we are starting season two right now of raising worth, and like Zach just said before we pressed record, there's no rhyme or reason other than. We just gave birth to twins seven weeks ago. It's a new year. It's a new season. Thus season two of Raising Worth. <laughs> yeah. We
0: figured if we're changing seasons as a family, then So will the podcast. So will the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when we were thinking about how do we open up? Should we have a guest for the first episode? Should we, you know, just be Zach and I? And Zach and I were like, let's talk about seasons.
0: And transition. <laughs> transitions. Yeah. New seasons, transitions, and everything. All that, that goes comes with, along that. with
1: that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like we just said, we gave birth to twins. If you're not, if you haven't been following our story, um, we gave birth to twins on January 24th, thousand two thousand and twenty 2000, one. <laughs> 2021. I got a little mom brain. My average oh. is about three and a half hours of sleep a night. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if I start she... to go crazy, just pull me back in.
0: No, you're fine. I think everybody should just know. I mean, I think everybody obviously gets it. Who's had kids. Or who knows somebody who ha- who's had kids? Like, you're probably gonna be a little scattered, a little also, all over the place. <laughs> I think we're we're all good. We're we're game, and I think I probably will be too. At the restaurant, we just we went to lunch, and I I felt like I kept looking at the waiter like with blank stares for like four seconds before I could answer anything.
1: Yeah. Well, like, also was a funny experience because we really wanted to connect with him, and he was like not wanting to <laughs> connect totally, with us. That was true. You we ever have that happen? We were like, I'm really <laughs> determined to like love this person, and they're like, no. Um, yeah. But, I mean, why don't you share a little bit about, like, maybe the season we are coming from, yeah. the season, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: no, no, for sure. I think, you know, kind of like you said, um, Harlow handoff, we just had twins. Uh, we just gave birth to two amazing twin boys, Poet James and Harlow Saint, and it's been absolutely wonderful. Previously to that, it was just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Zach, Evie, Asa, and Birdie. And I felt like we'd just gotten to a point to where we had found a pretty comfortable rhythm as a family of four.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah. And then we thought, okay, we're going to do IVF and maybe, literally, maybe we'll have one baby. Maybe. If it works. We have 5% chance of one working. Yeah. And that's the huge maybe is the 5% chance. Like Evie said, it's 5% chance. We're thinking maybe one well was it like a couple months after how long actually how long is it between six weeks six weeks yeah (laughs) so yeah roughly two months ish we find out boom we're We're having twins twins. and we're like
1: (gasps) freaking out this is a
0: miracle (laughs) you know like this is an absolute miracle and you know we're like beside ourselves didn't think it would happen anyways we were not, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say we weren't prepared, but I think like you and I always do, I feel like.
1: Well, we, how do you prepare for, a, to multiply? Yeah. Know? Like you can prepare spiritually, you can prepare financially, you can right. prepare emotionally, but then it comes and you're like, whoa, this There's is so a much lot you different think about. than I thought. Yeah. 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 And it's often a fantasy uh, when you're looking at it from before, you're like, "This is a fantasy unfolding. This is going to be amazing," and it is. But then um, there's
0: realities to that fantasy. Reality,
1: yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> hit, "Oh," like hit. and like I think that that's something that would be beautiful to touch on. You said this just the other day to me. You were like. Evie don't forget to enjoy this like don't, we prayed right. for this for so long don't forget to laugh our way through it because in the reality of the moments it is stressful and sometimes right. you have to fight that inner guilt of like this is a season that I've prayed for for decades and now it's here and I'm oh there's moments of it that I'm not loving you know <laughs> and
0: you're like, no, for so you sure. have to fight
1: the guilt of like oh I thought I was supposed to skip and like dance my way through all of this victorious season and it can be victorious and a little bit stressful in the same hand yeah And so that's what this season's been so far, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, you should share about it from that perspective. Yeah. Because I feel like that's your perspective.
1: Gosh. You know, and. You
0: know, like what, like, I guess I would ask you is like, what, what were some of the like, quote unquote, like fantasies, you know, you're like, oh, this is going to be such an amazing story. Like, what are some of those? And then also, what are some new realities that as a mother of twins. Yeah. You kind of ran into You know, I
1: feel like our experience is so different than a lot of people listening because I, we had never had newborns. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, we had adopted Birdie and yeah, Asa. Yeah, our
0: youngest, we got eight months.
1: Ten months, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, well, actually. <laughs> actually, it was months.
0: eight and a half
1: <laughs> yeah. months
0: and three days.
1: Well, developmentally, you know. <laughs> but, um, so we got Asa just over ten months. Birdie was, you know, two and a half. And so... Um, we got that kind of tail end of the baby experience with Asa, but still you're getting a one-year-old pretty much. So they're so developed. So with us having that newborn experience, I was so excited about that. Like so excited. And, um, and it was the best ever. It still is. I think they're considered newborns until six weeks, right? Something like around there. I have no there. idea. Yeah. So um,
0: – I consider anything three and under a newborn. Yeah, totally. Because I feel like I'm still <laughs> learning yeah, after for sure. three years. Anything
1: 30 and under <laughs> is a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like postpartum. Oh, gosh, there's so many directions that we could take this conversation. But.
0: Well, no, like what are some of the fantasies the like? Fantasy the fantasy was of some of the
1: like – You forget that your body is going to physically hurt Mm. after, um, for me, just I hadn't given birth. And, you know, it was really, really hard for me to be, to give birth because I fantasized pregnancy so much, and I right. didn't want my pregnancy to end. So, And remember, like, yeah. two nights before we had our babies, I right. told Zach, this is so hard for me for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, you're like,
0: I still want to be pregnant. I
1: said, I want to be pregnant forever. <laughs> One, because I love this bump. I love... And I couldn't wait for them to get remember here. I, I, I told to you, I, they're safe in there. I was nervous That's because only. it's like, oh, my gosh, now you have to take care of them and, like, feed them and make sure right. they stay alive. But right now they're in my stomach and it's safe. Right. And the other thing was I was mourning just birdie and asa and i like i was like oh my gosh yeah, this kind of so much change yeah. yeah so like you're grieving but you're fantasizing in the same breath
0: so let me ask you a question because yeah. you ha- you brought up a really good point and i don't even think you and i've ever even talked about this so this is good that we get to process this together okay. right now yeah so you said you know, your your body you you forgot like your body was gonna be in so much pain. So oh, were you imagining gosh. before birth, like imagining oh, that rock I was
1: like, walk out of
0: that hospital. Well no no let me ask you this Sorry. specifically. Imagine rocking them but no pain. Right? right. Like like well, night when you sanitize, and things like you that bring the pain in <laughs> yeah.
1: pain right yeah like that's the whole purpose of a fantasy is it's perfection yeah. and that's why it's unattainable right <laughs> that's, and like i've said this on a, a lot of a lot of podcasts but that's actually sometimes i have a supernatural gift to dream and then I have a supernatural curse to fantasize at the same time. Like and I have told people I go into fantasy land so quick mm. with certain concepts of my life that then when it doesn't turn out like the fantasy what I've been fantasizing, I get discouraged. Right. And my critical I'm naturally have a very critical spirit. So then I'm like, This could be better, this right. isn't good enough because I fantasized it to be XYZ when you know, so so that's the tension of being able to dream without fantasizing, for you know? sure. Which, so, again, is a whole other podcast. Yeah.
0: So give us a little insight then. So you fantasize, you're rocking the babies at night, sweet, no pain. There's no hemorrhoids. There's then, no clogged oh no. ducts.
1: There's no mastitis. There's no right.
0: And then that happens, right? And then it so happens. you pick them up, and what are you thinking in your head? Like obviously, they're the sweetest things in the world. You're looking down at them, uh-huh. but you're still in pain. So how are you processing now? your fantasy and reality kind of colliding together and and yeah what's that like
1: yeah i think um it's one of those things where it kind of hits you like a like backlash like what's it whiplash where you're like a skirt and you have to kind of outside of your body talk to yourself and say okay it's just one thing it's just a clogged duct or it's just lack of sleep or it's just you have like for me anyway i was really having to compartmentalize these uh struggles that weren't a part of the fantasy that i had put into the equation and so um and that's really i think a, a key um a key like component to being able to transition well is being able to take each curve and being like okay it's just one curve and that's something that um I even during our labor class, I remember it the, was like the beads. Yeah, the beads. I was just thinking about this. <laughs> you guys, this has spoke to my life in so many ways. It is
0: her biggest analogy <laughs> since we've been married. I mean, it's it's it profound was though. No, it's for profound. Me. It's profound. So what
1: happens is Zach and I are in our birthing class, and um, in our my doula I just am obsessed with, and she did our birthing class, and she was talking to us about labor, and she had this big, um gosh, what was it? Like a, a it's, hanger. It's it a hanger. It basically a that, wire. A wire. Yeah, like uh, it's with, been straightened out with beads with on beads. it. With beads. Yeah. These yeah. red beads. And so, um, and she shows us how each bead symbolizes a contraction. And, um, and after you have that contraction, you slide it to the left. And then she says, okay, so do you see, you know, in between each contraction is rest. And so she basically shows us this wire and she says, um, if you're looking at it, there's actually more rest than pain during labor. It's just that you're, you know, often as the woman, you're focusing on the pain because it's, you're anticipating the pain. pain, But when you look at it, when you step outside and you're looking at this wire, you're seeing, oh, those were only 18 beads. Like, and that's often like for me during labor and all other experiences since that. (laughs) class, yeah. I've been like, okay, that's one bead we can cross over. And that's often the hard part of labor is you don't know how many more beads are going to come, right? That, or in transitions, you're like, how many more curves are going to be thrown at me? like? And that's the whole purpose of faith is that you're clinging to Jesus on each curve, right? Right. But that literally has spoken to me so much since because I'm like, when I look at this season and I'm going to pretend physically imagine this wire, this hanger with all these beads on it I'm going to see that actually there was more rest than pain and I'm going to choose to focus on those things of rest and I'm going to look back on this and think oh I'm not going to think of mastitis I'm going to think of you know the first gummy smiles and the first you know the lack of sleep of how like it's actually kind of like tender like our lack of sleep like it's actually something to rejoice about right and we've learned to celebrate rather than get anxious every day at four when i know nighttime's coming you know
0: yeah no absolutely so is this uh episode going to be called beads of transition (laughs) (laughs) i feel like The beads transition. I mean, (laughs) it is like kind of silly, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, um, gosh, I wish we could.
1: Everyone listening to this, I wish I could show you. It
0: is what it is. (laughs) We're gonna stick to this analogy, whether it's cool or not. But I do think there are. I think that's a great point. Like, I think there are so many quote unquote beads in your transition, right? right? And you're just swiping them to the you know right, like as you go. You know, go through and just taking the, one at a time. Yeah, like
1: okay, this is one, and the beads off obviously symbolize struggle or totally. something that or a like challenge unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's the nice thing is you just don't worry about how many beads are coming up or how many are going to come after. It's just one at a time. And, and during labor, remember it. how amazing that was for me? Oh, I, every you, contraction you, that passed, I was like, yes. Because to me, it's like one less lap you have to run. You laughed you know? and made jokes I know. In, la- in, in labor. Dance, yeah. Like in the
0: middle. No, for real. Like you literally. There were Next podcast,
1: will share the labor <laughs> story from yeah, the Zach's perspective. I mean, I don't
0: know. <laughs> but it was just amazing that that strategy works so well for yeah. you. Like you were very present during yeah. labor. And I remember consciously acknowledging that like, wow, she's really present in and this moment yeah. and she's enjoying it. Um. Big shout out to Kendall May for helping us prepare for that. So Dr. Lovelace. Uh, Dr. Dr. Lovelace. Yeah. Everybody. I yeah. mean, it was just, it was amazing. Um. But one of the things I was going to ask you is, so going along that same analogy, like what are some of the beads or challenges in this transition from, two to four for yeah. you personally that you feel like you've been coming up against. I know one of the big ones is, is going to be like your time mm-hmm. splitting your time with mm-hmm. the big four. kids. And
1: the, yeah, that's the first question that people get. How do you um, split, you know, you know, what's so funny too is like, okay, so you and I have four kids and people ask us all the time, how many kids are going to have. And we always say, we're not even going to answer that because we don't know, you know, we could, it could be four, it could be this, or it could be, you know eight like we have no idea but learning how to i I always we've always said when we answer that when we can afford more multiple kids but also afford to give them all our time right when it gets to a point where it's like oh i literally cannot divide my time amongst any more humans that's probably when we've come to the end of our rope but learning to navigate like you know that transition of okay birdie how do i love you well in this asa how do i love you well in this That's definitely been the hardest thing, uh, mainly because I have to physically eat these two or feed them.
0: (laughs) I mean, sometimes they're so cute. I want to eat them you so bad. To, they're so delicious. I, mean, I have to feed these two, right? Yeah, right? They
1: eat roughly every hour, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And so it, they're attached to me. And so how can I make sure Birdie and Asa feel seen in this? Or my husband make you feel seen or heard? Asa's putting Harlow on the mic. I just think his sounds are so yeah. sweet. Um, how can I love these people in my circle well while still keeping these little baby humans alive and it's been um a total adjustment and it's like okay today i all i could give was 15 minutes now tomorrow all i i gave an hour or whatever but you have to intentionally make sure that you are like consciously loving everyone because for me i'm so scatterbrained right now and so sleep deprived that i'm like oh my gosh it's 5 p.m. How have you even like looked at Zach today? Have I like even had eye contact?
0: We don't even, sometimes we forget in this transition to say goodbye. And yeah, like and then we'll call. Super... We'll call on the phone.
1: We'll be like, I'm so sorry. Well, I didn't even look at you Sometimes before. we'll call. Sometimes, sometimes we won't because yeah, sometimes, sometimes we forget. Yeah, but like the other day I called him and I was like, I just want to apologize. I left the house. I didn't even look at your eyes or say goodbye. Like I am, I'm, I was so detached out of pure survival, right? And like lack of sleep it's so. just
0: you're just not as i mean obviously we're just not as sharp yeah like i mean for me i feel that way yeah. my mind just feels like certain things yeah certain details just kind of slip out for like, sure i'll even sometimes feel like i said goodbye and think i said goodbye yeah but the intentions i just are walked out <laughs> yeah, the door totally. and didn't say anything yeah because i'm so tired
1: yeah and so <laughs> that would be one transition um but let me flip the script on you Please. You know, as a man that didn't deliver these children, you don't feel the physical pain. What is the transition? Like, what is the biggest point of tension within this transition for you?
0: I think it's two things for me. The the first thing is time, what you talked about. I think that's the hardest because I really like... That was really cute. I think uh, time, I really like quality time. That's a big deal for me. I like being able to give quality time. Um, but when I feel like I can't give any, I tend to retreat. Because it's like,
1: yeah, for sure. I feel
0: like I can't give anything, so why show up? Yeah, And that's a real struggle of mine. Is Okay, in this season, I really don't feel like I can be your husband the way that I want to as far as time goes. And I feel like I can't be the father to Ace and Birdie and Harlow and Poet. You know yeah. while still trying to you know get a couple uh, walks in for the dogs like right. <laughs> get everybody to school and yeah and uh you know i so i think for me my challenge is like not retreating mm-hmm. um and finding how i can lean in more uh-huh. even though the time might be less yeah right yeah how do i create more of a quality connection with less time yeah and what but does that you look have like
1: done, you've max you've multiplied the morning hours i feel like like oh big time you make like before um with Ace and Birdie. W- yeah like big we kind of have a uh, rhythm of i stay up with the babies through the night or wake up with them and then zach wakes up early with the big kids and does a full morning experience and it's so funny because my whole childhood my parents never made like elaborate breakfast we didn't actually even have breakfast together it was just kind of like f- whatever you for for yourself yeah, yeah and um is that how your childhood was just kind of like you just bowl of cereal it was cereal whatever. and toast yeah, yeah exactly yeah and so what zach does is he's like which i love this uh he makes the most nutritious breakfast for the kids every single morning and then he brings me this like delicious coffee it's always different kinds of stuff like fancy stuff but that's really been your way of being like okay now i'm going to maximize the morning hours he does Bertie's hair he does ace's hair he makes yeah. sure it's one-on-one that you're asking them about the day that you're connecting with them before the day starts we
0: play games in the car on the way to school yeah so, so that's yeah. been really really cool yeah and
1: i think something else that might be worth mentioning that you know, we hadn't even left the hospital. And I remember you said, the, you know, when you add children to your circle or your family your mm-hmm. your crew, it highlights the importance of being like, this is what life is about. And so yeah. the transition, even though we were that way before – you can yeah. understand something, but then in a new season of transition, it There's is. levels. It's levels. There's levels to it. And we're like, holy cow. Yeah. Family is literally God's heart. We yeah. have to do everything we can to spend the most time as a family. It does not matter about making money. It does not matter about right. status it, like, or whatever. Like literally loving my family and like cr- loving these humans well is the most important part of my whole life.
0: Yeah. i I,
1: talked about that a lot lately i
0: couldn't agree more because i really i don't know i felt really convicted that we were focused more on production when we became parents at first than connection yeah you know it was like production over connection and even though in that i felt like we were still really connected i just felt this calling to go deeper into connection Like, yeah. it was just, you could have gone deeper. Like, there was more on the table. Right. And I just felt that. So, it wasn't like you failed. It was just like, hey, there's more of this if mm-hmm. you want it. Like, you remember those moments of connection? You remember those times in Liberia? You remember those times when you first came home from Liberia? Mm-hmm. You remember all those moments of connection? There's more of that. Yeah. Like, like if other you want day, that. You
1: said that the other day. You were like, all I want to do is hold these babies because I didn't hold enough of them. Yeah. Asa. Like yeah. we were I wish like, I would have. I wish I would have held him more.
0: Ace and Birdie more.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like well, that's all we did do, but there's that level of awareness of like, right. you no know, that we were. There were still parts of our brain that were focused on production.
0: Absolutely, and it's funny though. I just kind of thought of this. It's funny how neither of us said, "Oh, I wish we would have got more done." <laughs> no. like that's not even a In thought fact,
1: i think about the things i put my hands and attention to that i'm like look Why at it I now that? that is a garden that did not need to yeah, be tended and it totally. is weeds now and it should have been weeds the entire time right
0: it wasn't a seat there was no it was more forced than anything 100 yeah. percent.
1: and i am the queen of forcing because i get so excited about something right the mm. fantasy it comes into that where yeah. i can see one thing and i see the potential of it and and it's hard for me to put it down or step away or look away right right. and um, at the expense of sometimes my family's attention yeah and it's like oh my goodness so
0: yeah i i felt like you know connection this time around was i wasn't we weren't gonna miss anything right Right. It was like if we can if we can you know squeeze every ounce of connection out of this like finite time period this this time period is gonna just fly by you know, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that means, you know, in, in some ways living off of our savings, Yeah. you know, um,
1: uncomfortable things that are against the world's. Yeah. uh, Not rushing
0: back to, you know, work and get, you know, make money.
1: Yeah. And even investing in things we wouldn't normally invest in, like a a difference with our transition from last time of parents to this time as you and I, our first instinct has been, we don't know what we're doing, so let's get the professional. So we have gone to every therapy, we've gone to every specialist, we've gotten second referrals, right? And I think that that's something that goes to say in transitions, like connect with people that are experts. Experts, yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, we didn't really have that luxury the first time around, right? Be to yeah. give you guys a small like fragment of context that we can, we can go into it another time. But we're in Liberia, Africa, and we have no community there right. really there were some really sweet people that took us in but you know we didn't really know them that well and there was no really it, there was internet sometimes yeah. but hardly ever right. right internet was super hard to connect to and if you got connected to it i mean you really couldn't load mm-hmm. you know <laughs> load any pages yeah. or anything yeah. and so we didn't have anybody to go to we right. didn't have our our parents And even parents. transitioning from Liberia we didn't have to America medical though. experts like there wasn't anything there for us to go seek out and then, really, I feel like the transition back to America was just trying to, like, decompress
1: mm-hmm. from that
0: that whole experience. There's a lot, so yeah. I feel like this time around, like, we – we because we experienced that absence of support and community, We've we really help. cherished it. Yes. yeah, And brought it in a lot say that. more. And in seasons know. of
1: transition, learning how to celebrate that helped, like – whatever you don't have to give birth this can be applied to anyone's season of transition but so often people will say um like you can put them in the swing if you want okay um like, let me know what you need. People say that all the time, right? Let me know what you need. Oh, let me know if I can get you anything. Let me know. And what I can tell you, if somebody says that, and we're guilty of it, right? Like we say that to people, but if somebody says that, don't add, don't wait for them to reach out. Cause they're not going to tell you what they need. We, you and I were the worst at telling people what we need, but people just showed up with meals for us. People just made meal trains. People just brought groceries like and so in seasons of transition if you see somebody that you love or know and you're watching them transition just don't ask them what they need just show up for them bring them a coffee or or
0: or say something like can we help you grocery shop like a specific need Mm -hmm. does that help me yeah when people are like can we take the dogs for a a couple hours can we take the big kids i remember two of our you know good friends just said hey can we take the the kids for a sleepover? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh! I didn't know that I needed
1: exactly you to
0: come grab the kids yes. and do a sleepover with them. But it energized us because we got a little bit of a break and it energized also, the kids. Yeah, they love it because they got to get out of the house and hang out with their auntie and uncle. Yes. You know? And that you know that's huge. So I would say you know ask specific questions. Like, yeah. To your point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't, be, don't be general. Exactly. Like, hey, can I do this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was really helpful for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And just, I mean, this season transitions, I feel like we're using the same trigger words, but it's like, it has been, I feel like for me, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have had really high moments and then really, really low moments. And I feel like sometimes we need to release ourself give ourselves con- like permission to have those low moments because i remember feeling guilty when i felt a little bit overwhelmed to remember cuz i was like this is this season is what i prayed and hoped for forever and i'm feeling overwhelmed now and it doesn't feel like that's allowed but giving yourself that allowance and that permission to just feel all that comes with the new season and yeah. the new normal it's okay. It's okay to feel stressed. You know, it's Absolutely. okay to like lose it. or and, and I think
0: that's the merging of the fantasy and the reality, exactly. right? Exactly. Like it's those, those moments where those two meet mm-hmm. that are important to be aware of. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and inviting Jesus into the reality and letting him re-kind of decipher what reality can look like with him in it and how it can be a beautiful dream. But yeah, it doesn't have to, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the was, fantasy, this, no, like...
0: No, no, I could. Okay, maybe we should do some definition time, right? Because yeah. for me, fantasy is a world where... Perfection. There, yeah, there's yeah. perfection. And to me, reality is the mix of imperfection and perfection. The world bro- the Absolutely. world that we live in, yep. right? Brokenness and celebration. Yeah. Um, wholeness and being fragmented mm-hmm. um joy and crying right exactly. all those weird dichotomies yeah. that we experience so that that's what i'm saying is no it, it it doesn't have to be all struggle but it's also not going to be all joy right there's going to be yeah just like really challenging moments that yeah, break you break you emotions. down yes. but i think when we get broken down and this is something i've been thinking a lot about is when we get broken down, there's this beautiful opportunity for Jesus to rebuild. Right. hundred percent. And I do think that Ecclesiastes talks about it. Like there's a season for tearing down a season for building up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that happens spiritually in rhythms. Right. I think that's how, um, you know, our salvation gets walked out. Right. Yeah. It's like this constant cycle of
1: renewal. And yeah. Of
0: renewal because yeah. we're being built up and, You know, in that process, sometimes we hold on to things that aren't supposed to be there or we try and build things that aren't supposed to be there when God's trying to build what he wants to stay. Yes. Yes. And so there's this breaking that happens and there's this beautiful humility Mm -hmm. and, you know, contriteness, as it's described, that comes out of the brokenness. Right. And it's another fun rebuilding season. Right. (laughs) Things are new and and you have a little bit of a perspective. Yes. You can be a little softer. Right. I mean, if if you allow it to make you softer. If you embrace it, yeah. yeah, yeah. You
1: can come out bitter or better. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a word. But um, the other thing is not only rebuilding, but also fighting um, things. I've been thinking about this a lot lately is how, um, you know, we we talk about fighting things generationally. Like, I'm going to fight it so then our kids don't have to. Um, And so that might be, you know, insecurity. That might be identity. That might, you know, fill in the blank. And um, what I was thinking about yesterday was postpartum, I have, there are things stretching that I didn't know could stretch. There are stretch marks. It looks like I fought a tiger. Your body looks different. Um, I had to go to pelvic floor therapist, my pelvic floor, like your body changes, right? And my whole life, I have never struggled with my body image. And, And I'm so grateful for it. But then now postpartum, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at my body and I'm like, Oh, this, why am I so insecure? And not yesterday, but before I was driving and I heard the Holy Spirit say, um, you're, you're getting a little taste of this because you're going to break this off for, for your daughter and for your children, your mm. sons. And it was this thing of like, oh, just because I hadn't experienced it earlier in life doesn't mean I'm going to fight it on behalf of my generations for later, you know, for my kids later, later in, down the road in my life. And I f- heard the Lord say that you're going to learn how to love your body with scars and marks and stretches. So then your children will learn know how to love their body and they won't deal with this. And it's like in new seasons of rebuilding and new seasons of, um, you know, you're tearing down what was the old season. You're rebuilding something new. There's going to be new battles that come with the rebuilding yeah. that you weren't maybe had never experienced. For you know. Sure. And it's important. It's so important. I don't know in other seasons if I've realized how important this is, if it's maybe just adding more kids to our family that's highlighted the, highlighted this. But I'm like, I have to be victorious over this struggle and this mindset because I do not want my children dealing with this. Like I look at the innocence of Asa and I'm like, he better not be insecure about his body. You know, right. I, lo- I hold Harlow, I look at him right now and I'm like, if he for one minute thinks that he, his body isn't beautiful or whatever, you know, like... Or smart, you know, my big struggle is that my whole life I've dealt with feeling dumb, feeling not smart. And I'm like, no, I'm going to deal with that because my children won't. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have kids, it doesn't mean you're not fighting on behalf of them now before they're conceived or thing. Like there's such a beautiful repercussion and, or not repercussion, reward for actually taking every challenge and insecurity seriously and knowing that it's actually going to affect generations. That's
0: really good. So, I mean you're realizing in this time there's some new battles that you want to go after. Big like time. some new victories you want to Big have. Big time. And you see the promise in some of those victories.
1: And again, like you just said, that's kind of the journey of salvation, right? Like learning the new battles. <laughs> and yeah. Like salvation, yeah. walking out, being like, oh, I am actually not victorious in every single area that I thought right. I was. Right. I Right. Oh my gosh, God, help me here. There's just always <laughs> Holy more. Cow, there's so much. There's more always
0: more, right? More brokenness and, to lift. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I'm learning to embrace and accept. Like acceptance has more been beads. this huge <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> A lot more is to really just accept that there's always going to be more. And that is, there's always going to be more to be done. And there's always going to be, you know, more good things that can happen. There's always going to be more more bad things that might happen. Right. There's going to be more healing. Yeah. There's always going to be more. Because I think there's a real desire just as a human being to get some sort of like stability. No, no stability. Oh, right. Right. Like Like things stop changing. Like everything. Please stop changing. Like it's like, you know, for example, we go on. We, our house is in like perfect order like every appliance in our house is working like yeah. everything's like dialed in at our home and then we go on a trip to san diego for a friend's wedding we come back and the hot water heater's broken
1: yeah
0: and it's like there's wait, always something right? wait yeah. like what <laughs> what a just beautiful happened beautiful
1: picture of yes we literally
0: had everything dialed yes. we were only gone for three days right and boom now it's
1: broken and in that and so, same breath there's more presence there's more hope there's more faith to be like you know what i mean that's what's so crazy is yeah there's always going to be more issues and more struggle and more healing and more you know victories but yeah like sometimes i feel like in seasons i've been like this is i've reached the capacity of his presence i can't imagine ever feeling it more i can't imagine it like you know you kind of have these moments of like holy cow god is so real and then um, a week later, a day later, whatever. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh my gosh, there's more," and that's yeah. that omni-like yeah. revelation of yeah.
0: And I think, I think the more, you know, in a lot of ways for me, is different parts of if we're talking about specifically, you know, God yeah. is switching into you know talking about God is like for me the more is seeing different sides of God, right? I think, I think sometimes we get caught up in this idea of like. You know, whether it's like more miracles or more revelation or more salvations or more just something specific, like we tie a specific outcome to the more of God. Mm -hmm. I think for me, what it's really been in this season is just different traits, different, you know, character traits of God. hundred percent. Experiencing different aspects of him that I didn't really know existed. Yes. Different parts of God that I was blind to and I was naive to. Yeah. And I think all of those expressions, you know, um, are beautiful in God, but well, and this at the same time, I think we just, I, I was won't say we, but I'll say, I just want to always be open to different parts of God Mm -hmm. and like understanding how he thinks about different things in different seasons and really not expecting him to show up the same way in my life that he did last season and just. (laughs) being open to okay how are you showing up in my
1: life the way he shows up in your life
0: yeah because sometimes you know you and I are in different spots and it's like I feel like we always are right always I feel like like rarely just
1: give me the confidence he gives Zach and you know this or yeah yeah and and it's just learning how to have that private intimate moment with him and knowing this is the face that I'm experiencing or this is the the part of him that I've never experienced that I'm going to learn how to embrace
0: for sure I totally agree Yeah, it's beautiful there's always more (laughs) always more yeah but i but i want to circle back around to kind of what i was talking about just like practically with the more you know thing is like there's always going to be more things to get done right and that goes back to that's that's in direct conflict with the idea of connection a lot of times right because i think for me I could always do something. Mm -hmm. There's always something I could do around the house or there's always something I could go get done. But to be able to, for me, have the intention in this season to be okay with not getting certain things done and just plopping down and connecting, you know? Even if it's just, I'm going to stay at the house instead of going to this meeting so that I can be available for you, even if you're holding both of the twins, right? And they're good at yeah. the moment. Comfortable. I want to stick around there. just yes. in case, like yes, <laughs> totally. you know, you need me. And we're, you know, that was we're kind of moving a little towards, you know, us being able to go out more. But in that that first month, it was like I just wanted to sit like right mm-hmm. next to you. Yeah. And in Remember the house. You would and like just, leave and I'd be like, please please, yeah. <laughs> please wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've just I've really been for me battling like there's always going to be more. Yeah. You know, just just sit still and connect. Just be here. Yes. Be present. Yes. I just put Soak on Instagram in.
1: yesterday, I think, or the day before, like, I was like a reminder to mamas, don't fall into the lie that it is unproductive just to sit and hold your baby. It is the most productive, efficient thing you could do with your time because you're producing solid people that know they're loved. Like you said, like. Gosh, it's just so important and I don't know why I have to remind myself this every day that it's important that the sticky floors and the dishes is like sink full of dishes. It's more important. And I think that that is kind of the, sh- the learning point or the focus point of this season is learning that the priority is connection and learning how connection looks different in each season. But yeah. the priority will always remain the same, that connection is the most important part of our lives, right? especially connection with our family.
0: Yeah, because the principle never changes. Right. Connection is the principle, but the way that it looks like, that its expression is right. always changing. Right, right you know, like just connecting with the kids over breakfast.
1: And even my quiet time with the Lord right now, it's like, yeah, that looks way different than when I was single (laughs) or six months ago Yeah, or yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Like pivoting and understanding it doesn't devalue it for sure. It just looks different.
0: Yeah. Cause I was connecting with, you know, Asa and Birdie one-on-one being able to take them out. Like, okay, I'll take you to the park today. Totally, I'll take you to the park, you know, the other day. Then I'll take both of you to the park. Right. Right. It's like able to do that. Now it's like, Okay, at breakfast time, when you guys are sitting at the table and I'm cooking, we're talking. Yes. We're talking about your, you know, what you dreamed about last night. Right. And, you know, trying what's to important to a four-year-old. Let's <laughs> sing a song. Yeah, what's important to you. Yeah. So, yeah, the expression is, is much different now.
1: Yes. Yes. The principles
0: never changing
1: principle is never changing
0: connection is the main thing (laughs) well
1: if you are in a season of transition obviously it's the new year so i feel like a lot of people listening to this will be like or you know transitioning into springtime all the corny you know things that are happening right now that we're living in or transitioning maybe into a different more um stable experience COVID's transitioning out like all these different transitions or hopefully you know are happening so if you're in this and you're wondering like how can i transition well our our experience and hopefully our this podcast has opened different conversations within your own heart that you can have of okay what battles am i fighting in this season yeah what uh how does my connection look different in this season how can i embrace it rather than feeling guilty or um you know all these different things like transitioning well really just means introspectively looking at yourself for sure And asking God different questions at different seasons and getting different answers and being okay with the different answers. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Just being willing to change it up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you are going through a transition, please some way, like whether it's direct message, EB on Instagram or send us an email or leave a review and, you know, leave a comment in the review about how you're transitioning in this season, what you're dealing with. Like we would love to hear what you guys are. Yeah, it going feels through. but like we're not talking and to an
1: empty Yeah, <laughs> empty no. Audience. I, but I think it would be it's really nice to cool. Hear feedback. Yeah,
0: to hear not only hear feedback, but then hopefully we can all just share with one another yeah. what we're going through and like how we're approaching it because we have a very limited perspective on, you know, transitioning going through yep. it would love to hear how other people yep. are handling it and yeah cool you know strategies practically and spiritually that and it makes you, you know, feel
1: a little more human when you're sharing your humanness with someone oh, you totally. know and you're like hey i'm transitioning and this is what i'm struggling yeah. with this is what i'm feeling victorious like in yeah and all of a sudden you're like oh
0: Oh, we're all going through those similar <laughs> yes. things. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: feel less insecure.
0: Oh, big time. Big time. So
1: So we season hope that you two. feel even <laughs> more secure after listening yes. to this, going through your transitions. Yes. And if you ever want to feel human on connection, just look at us. Just look at us. <laughs> we, or just listen to us. We yeah. should call this the human podcast. <laughs> the human podcast. The beautiful experience of being human with yeah. Zach and EB. <laughs> Um, but I'm so pumped about season two with you. I'm so excited to hear more aspects of your heart. A big part of this season that we're going to be, um, that we're really excited about is, um, kind of, I guess, going along with this episode, we're kind of just sharing our human parts. We're going to have a lot more conversations. Um, there's a lot more on adoption that we are going to highlight and we're going to get specialists in and we're going to interview them, but there's going to be a lot more conversational form because what Zach and I were just saying today at lunch on our date was like, we want every single piece of content that comes out to be valuable. We don't yeah. want to just become noise. And yeah. so, um, and we have both found that it's in the normal human conversations <laughs> that are usually the most productive and yeah, powerful.
0: that We're the most transformed by, Yes, you know, just listening to our friends and, you know, their everyday lives and yes. how they're, you know, dealing with it or how they're yeah. becoming victorious in it. Yeah, There's those little moments where there's so much information and right. so much like re- spiritual revelation mm-hmm. that allows us to um, become better versions of ourselves yeah. and you know, learn continu- from each other and yeah. And continue to, you know, work on becoming grow. more like Jesus, yeah. like, you know, working into that perfection of who yeah. Jesus is. I mean, it's a never an attainable thing on this side of the fence of more, eternity. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's always more to be done, but you know, you get to like continually grow into it. Yeah. So it's a beautiful growth process. Yeah in uh, those everyday average yeah quote-unquote average and conversations. season one was
1: a lot of getting to know us yeah season two will be a lot of us getting to know what's deep in our heart through these conversations <laughs> with you guys so, so we're excited yeah. welcome to season two welcome to our family and to our table we're so happy you got to listen with us and we can't wait to see you next week thanks guys